Welcome to the Wisdom Talk Radio Show, bringing you insight, illumination, and inspiration in service to the world. We are a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living, conscious business, conscious relationships, conscious community, and conscious evolution. Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio. I'm Laurie Seymour from the Baca Journey. Today, I have the pleasure to bring my guest Maria Flynn to our, our Wisdom Talk radio show. I've known Maria for a little while now. I'm actually one of her writers for One Wise Life, and we'll hear about that. And Maria is the creator of OneWiseLife.com, familiarly known as OWL, a digital magazine dedicated to bringing self-motivated individuals insightful articles, tips and techniques from trusted coaches, master teachers, healers, and leaders. Our articles cover areas of personal development, authentic lifestyle, health tips, relationships, spirituality, heart-centered entrepreneurship, and more. Welcome, Maria. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Thank you so much for having me, Laurie. I'm excited to do this with you today. Me too. Me too. Uh, you know, one of the things when I um, read in your bio that there are articles about heart-centered heart entrepreneurship, that is a tongue twister. <laughs> what I'm most struck by is how you are a heart-centered entrepreneur. I okay. think about the Facebook lives that you do each day and the hundreds and hundreds of people that that follow you that join you that engage with you each day and the beauty of your own experience and that of all of your writers to what you bring to people's lives it's uh, it's just um, I'm struck by your generosity each time thank you thank you for that I I have learned that the more I give and the more I support, the more the universe supports me as well. It has opened amazing doors by bringing that energy every day. Mm -hmm. So when you began One Wise Life, how long ago was that? It is exactly a year and a day old. Yesterday we celebrated our first year anniversary. Oh my goodness, I didn't realize it was that new. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, welcome to the world, one-year-old baby. Yeah, my, well, there have been many uh, websites and many uh, Facebook pages before that. It's been, a, it's been 10 years coming um, of trial and error and learning and growing each time. And One Wise Life is the baby um, the, the result of all the learnings before that. Well, that's a really good point um, that you make right there for anyone who is an entrepreneur is it, it didn't just happen magically. You started it a year ago and here it is today, the thriving uh, entity that it is, that it took all of those stops and starts and other variations and, and nuanced uh, enterprises to bring you to this point. Yeah, for sure. Um, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. So uh, my family immigrated here in the United States in 1964. And that's all I've ever known um, is being around an environment of 
entrepreneurs and creativity, um, always changing and adjusting and learning and growing and going, even when things fail, uh, and to learn to fail fast and to keep going. And I guess from a family of immigrants, you have nothing but to rely on other than yourself because they didn't have family here. They didn't have anybody here to support them. It was do or die, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I've approached all areas of my life with that because, it's, again, it's just natural. Um, and I love it. I, I, I wouldn't be thriving if I wasn't creating, for sure. So the connection or the relationship between being an entrepreneur and, and your own creativity is deeply embedded. Completely deeply embedded. And I can tell you that um, no matter what career path I've been on, it's interesting, you know, looking back and, and putting the dots together, no matter what I've done um, from sales to office management to executive director of a nonprofit, I've had, I've had a myriad of things that went on in the background, but I've thrived in all of those areas when I've tapped into the creative part of whatever that business or whatever that job was. I was always doing it for free, whether it was writing, whether it was uh, community building, whether it was giving back and representing an organization to, um, you know, help feed the homeless or help. Um, I remember we were connected to the House of Ruth, which was um, for battered women. I was always involved in creating and cre creating community and giving back um, and helping and raising others above and beyond just getting the job done. So One Wise Life is the result of all the things that I love. Um, it's the result of creating and giving back. It's the result of providing powerful information, not just for myself, but from the people that I've come to trust and know as well, um, to help raise others. Um, and this morning I did a live, and I asked everybody to take a moment to pause. And I said, imagine if everybody showed up as their highest self. What would this world be like? Um, would we have war or would we, would we have exchange? Would we have, you know, disagreements or would we, would we have expansion? When everybody shows up as their highest self, we can still show up differently from one another, but also appreciative and um, grow because of each other's differences, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? That oh, it makes beautiful. It's just, it's, that's a beautiful way to put it. Wow. We it, can pray for peace. We can do a lot of these things. We can give love. But if we just show up as our highest self, that is the greatest way we can give back to the world and heal the world and live by example. So with that, there's a sense of the, what I think of as the one and the many, that each of us have sameness in that there is that, that presence within. There is that higher self within. And then as we express through our own personality, through who we are, we have this incredible diversity and rich differences. So that's the one and the many. And that's, that's that coming together, though, in the wholeness of recognizing that each of us have a higher self. Each of us have a best self. Absolutely. Um, I, made, I made a little joke this morning in my live when I, I had this aha moment over the weekend that I really wanted to talk this morning on my live about uh, personal development and what that really means and um, why people might not have success with it. And I, I think perhaps because they don't, rec they don't see the real picture behind personal development. Um, and if you keep asking yourself, how can I, how can I show up as my highest self? you keep learning and you keep growing. If you have that one question, you keep repeating yourself as opposed to constantly looking for information everywhere and you don't know, don't know where to turn and you're, 
you know, there's, there's a constant um, noise that might happen with personal development as opposed to just asking the one question, how can I show up as my highest self? That's the one question. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So how can I show up as my higher self, as my highest self? One of the things that that implies as I, as I repeat it to myself is that we're going beyond judging other people. We're going beyond judging ourselves, which is the big one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we, we start to recognize the importance of pausing. And we start to naturally develop a mindset that is not reactive, not stuck, not why does this happen to me, but start to ask the bigger, more open-ended questions like how, how can I show up as my highest self? What is the opportunity here? What did I learn from this experience versus why did I fail? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm away constantly pivoting, naturally pivoting your mindset from stagnant to, to moving the energy to constantly growing and moving and shifting and experiencing continued growth, continued leveling up in your life. Um, growth doesn't end. Growth doesn't end. So it's not about, it's not even about fixing them, which is what I love. No, it's never about fixing. It's constantly about learning. Absolutely. And living by example. Also living by example. Because when you show up as your highest self, you're leading by example. You lead yourself. And whether people realize it or not, just by watching you, you're teaching by doing. Exactly. Exactly. And there, there's another energetic principle at work there, which is when, when I hold to that higher vibration when I'm resting in that highest good, that highest self, then that invites others to join me there. Exactly. That's exactly right. And um, this morning in, in, in the talk on my live, um, I talked about that when you take the journey of personal development, which is what onewiselife.com one is, it's, it's, though, it's, it's dedicated to those looking for personal development, looking to grow, looking for deeper, more meaningful lives, and then receiving the information from the trusted coaches that I've met along the way and how to do that. And to have a very realistic view as well, a very grounded view of what personal development is, and that it's not always easy, and it's not always fun, and it is incredibly uncomfortable. And sometimes we might go into personal development thinking and seeing ourselves thinner, seeing ourselves happier, seeing ourselves <laughs> We see ourselves there, but we don't recognize kind of the crappy road it takes to get there, right? Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a bumpy road. Um, and so you have to be very realistic and have to recognize that the fact that you've claimed it and that you want something better for yourself to really respect that. Respect that in yourself and to protect your peace, to protect your energy as you're going down that road. And to recognize that part of growth means outgrowing other things and other people. And that's where the uncomfortableness sets in, I think. Um, And that's okay. Outgrowing things and people is not necessarily not loving them. It's appreciating for what they taught you and for the time that they were in your life. And by choosing not to continue the road of growth simply because it's uncomfortable because you're outgrowing others is letting others dictate where you're going to be. And that's not showing up as your highest self. Exactly. Exactly. That's not, that's not showing up as your highest self. The, the, the most important thing you can do is show up as your highest self 
and to know that you can only control what you can control. And that doesn't mean keeping everybody happy all the time. Well, otherwise you are buying into what they expect of you. And also it's keeping them small. Absolutely. When we we try and stay small, it invites everybody around us to be just as small. Well, that's exactly right. It's, you know, we think we're, we're naturally great human. All of us, I think are great human beings. I really believe I have faith in man Mm -hmm. uh, and woman. (laughs) (laughs) I have faith in them. And I do believe that deep down inside we do things because we think we love, because we do love them, but sometimes our actions are ostensible. So we end up being the roadblock as opposed to the, instead of leading the charge and carving the way, we end up being the roadblock because we don't want to make others uncomfortable. We don't want others to feel hurt because we've outgrown them. Um, And the fact of the matter is, is the greatest thing we can do is to go ahead and live big and know that some things will fall away, but also trust the universe that new things will come in as well. Yeah. And that in-between place between when things are falling away and new things appear is often very uncomfortable. It's the place I call the void. And because it's something that is like open space and there's such a a feeling of unknownness to it that we want to control it, we want to lock it down, we want to explain it away. And that doesn't invite or allow that newness to come in. Well, that's exactly right. And part of that void, um, I would say that that is sacred time. I wouldn't necessarily call it a void, but I would call that sacred time to to really learn about yourself, to Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. really understand what your truths are. Because I think many of us are walking around with ideas of what we might want in life, but perhaps we're not really clear on what it is. Perhaps we're not very clear on what our values are. Perhaps we're not really clear on what our own truth is, what our authentic self looks like. And we're not going to know that until the things that are weighing us down, the things that are not, that are clouding our judgment, they need to fall away so that we can get to that clarity. That void, as you call it, or that space is that time to get used to loving ourselves, recognizing who we are, being so happy with who we are that it's okay to be alone. It's okay mm-hmm. to be alone. And mm-hmm. when we know what that feels like, we know our truth. And the more we can show up as our authentic self. And when we know our truth, then we are very clear on what that is. And when we're very clear on that, we're also very clear on what's not true for us anymore either. Yes. And that, and that will change. Yeah. And that will change. And that what was true for us last year, or sometimes even yesterday, isn't true for us today. Absolutely. Experience. That's what experience is there for us to have those challenges, to learn something new and to keep growing. Listen, if we're not growing, we're stagnant and life is boring. And uh, (laughs) I didn't come in for that. I came in to play full on. (laughs) You did. And you do. You do. Thank you. So when you began One Wise Life, what was happening in your life? What, What led you to that next step in your journey? Wow. Um, that's a big question. A, a lot. A lot led to it. Um, it was an eruption, actually, of, of a multitude of things. Um, you know, I started this personal development movement uh, back in 2008. Um, I became a Reiki master and healer. I came to um, learn, teach, and connect with many teachers um, through my journey in this personal development world, healing world. And it was interesting to me that some of the, some of the greater lessons came from those that 
didn't show up as their highest self Mm -hmm. Um, from the healing world to the coaching world. And it was interesting that I was naively open to, oh, this person is famous or this person is, you know, got a great business doing what they're doing. And um, they would invite me into their world to either work with them or do something collaborative with them. And I would see behind the scenes that, you know, what was showing up on camera was not happening behind the scenes um, or how they would talk to me off camera was not the same how they talked to me when we were in public. And I thought, okay, well, this doesn't really match. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, I was very much disappointed and very much disheartened. And as a student, um, I was really looking for those masters. And I, I buy, I buy, my natural personality is one that researches and reads all the time. Um, and I was finding myself uh, coming across articles on Facebook to, um, you know, they would just kind of show up for me and I would read them. And I remember reading them going, wow, this is really great information. Who is this person? And I would dive in and, and recognize that these are really great teachers and they didn't have to be famous, that they were doing mm-hmm. great work and I would get to know them. Or I would see articles and then at the bottom of the article, I would see, you know, lose 20 pounds in one weekend. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> is this a, a legit article? Is this a legit person? And, and I'm that natural researcher where I would take that article no matter where I found it from and go even further. Who is this person? And then it occurred to me that not everybody was probably doing that. And so I was, I, I was curious as to how personal development was really playing a part in the social media world and what kind of information people were digesting and what was legit and what wasn't legit, you know? Um, and then also too, I had children that were growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was also happening and they were getting on social media. I've got teenage, a, pre, a, a 12 year old and a, and a 16 year old. And I was watching this go on um, how social media was being used. And as much as I didn't want to have anything to do with social media, I recognized that I had better be a part of social media because this is a part of their world. This is absolutely a part of their world and they need to know how to manage it. Um, so I can't be ignorant about it. And that was my other inspiration and push to get on social media. Interesting. Then the second part of that was that, as I was sharing the things that I was learning, I was recognizing how hungry women my age were for that information. They would ask me for more. Uh, and it was interesting because I posted more for myself as a reminder, as sort of a healthy thing, you know, mm-hmm. I'm in public, then I'm accountable for that and I'm going to behave this way. <laughs> but then I realized how many women and how many people were coming to me um, globally wanting more. Uh, when I would miss a post or miss uh, uh, an article, I would get messages asking me, you know, where are you today? I missed your morning message. I missed your morning inspiration. So I started to recognize how I could play a part in giving back to the world and also being accountable for myself um, using social media and using social media as this sort of university, this learning school. Um, 2015, I think, was the year that I think a lot of people were feeling and hurting, and I call it the year of four funerals and and no wedding. Um, Mm. We we had three family members pass away and a close friend. Um, I went through radiation and two pretty major surgeries. My daughter had two knee replacement surgeries, and we both had our surgeries a week apart from each other. And we just never had a chance to catch our breath. And... Doing that, everything just kind of came to a standstill. And when we had a moment, 
I had a, our whole family had a moment and it was the, the breakdown and the breakthrough all at once. And that, you know, I started to recognize what was really powerful and good about social media as much as what wasn't good about it. Um, it was a powerful moment in our family where we all really came together and realized how we could support one another and be with one another during a very difficult year for us. Um, it was difficult to be the good mom, strong mom when your kids are so worried about you and they see you losing your hair, right? And that everything's going to be okay. And how do you practice the power of positivity when they see you really, really sick? Right, right. And you don't have the strength to do and it. you don't have the strength and they see you sleeping all the time. And, and so it really, it really put our family and everybody to the test. I mean, if everything could have come together in one year, that was the year. That mm -hmm. was the year. And then I just, we just said, you know, when everything finally kind of calmed down and we were having a breath and my daughter and I were both laying around recuperating from our <laughs> last surgeries, I just said, you know, I cannot not continue working in the personal development world. It was so healing for me to continue it. And it's so healing to connect with others. And it's, it's one of these things where I sort of realize that social media is the place where most people go to disconnect. It's that's, really, that's its bad rap. That's its way. bad rap. And for me, I had that aha moment that I could capture women's hearts, women's minds, and even men. My, men, my male population is growing too over there on One Wise Life. I noticed that. That I could definitely capture their attention at the moment that they're looking to disconnect. And that we could really use social media to share information in a way that touches their lives in the most organic way. So social, so One Wise Life covers all areas of life from, from career to relationships to inspiration to personal development to authentic lifestyle um, to health, uh, all of those things. So as we're generating this information, I trusted that that information would organically enter the people's lives on social media as they needed it. And it did just that. It did just that, and people were hungry for more. And the lives have turned into their own little <laughs> – I just kind of went out there and just shared my information the way I like to deliver it on the lives, and it just started a community. And for me, community is strong because it allows for like-minded individuals to come together and know that they're not alone. And um, that, that in and of itself has been a huge and powerful thing that One Wise Life does on social media and on Facebook. It brings together people from all levels of learning so that people can show up as students and find teachers and teachers can become stronger by helping the students and students become teachers themselves and sharing the information and continually supporting one another. And I see this even as I'm doing the lives in the morning. Um, I see the comments and how they support and, and respond to one another. Um, and I can see them as I've started the lives where people have started with me in the beginning hurt or searching and now they're helping and holding hands of others. And that to me is just so powerful and so organic and so amazing. And I feel an awe. I mean, I'm getting choked up now just thinking about it. Mm -hmm. It puts me in a state of awe to know that just putting myself out there just in this very simple way has created something that has reached the globe has reached the globe. Um, I have people that stay up in Australia for the show. Um, I have people that get up early and get ready with me in the morning. It's just been in this amazing, amazing journey. And the next thing that I've started to see in the last few weeks is that as people 
have touched on the things that they want to see in their lives change or improve upon, they've also transformed. And the messages I'm getting now are, Maria, I'm inspired to do this now. I have to give back in this way. I've touched this part of my life and I need to touch, I need to share my artistry with people. I need to share my poetry. I need to share what I teach when, you know, what I teach children. Um, today I'm starting this new group and I just got one this morning. Maria, I'm getting ready to launch this. It's going to help, you know, abuse children and I'm really needing your help. And they're, they are living heart-centered, entrepreneurial lives. They are now touching base with the things that they're here to do. They've answered that calling. And that's, that's the beauty of personal development. It's beyond just living better, living happier, but you're living meaningful lives. You're living purposeful lives by finding exactly what you're here to do. Yeah. So it's that natural progression. And it's why I have the heart-centered entrepreneurship portion of One Wise Life because that's the natural progression of life. Once you have tapped into that, then you cannot not do it. You have to. That's right. That's right. And what's so beautiful about what you're sharing is that people are taking action because action, I mean, you can have all kinds of inspiration and you can be, you know, think, oh, I'm an illumined soul. And I do put that in quotes. But if you're not living it, if you're not taking it out into the world, there's something in the way that the energy gets stuck. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, that's where people get into that place of struggle, of thinking, that they need to be healed over and over and over and over and over again because yeah. they haven't moved into that place of taking the creative energy and really moving it out into the world. Well, that, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's only so many self-help books you can buy before you have to actually take action. And I, mm -hmm. think, mm -hmm. I think that's what, might, might, what people might be resonating with in my lives is that I'm very real when I'm, when I'm <laughs> I mean, I'm just me. I'm just mm -hmm. me. And I'm, and I'm very clear. I'm like, you know what? Sometimes it's kind of crappy. Personal development can be fun, but it can also be really crappy sometimes. Um, and it really knocks you down to your knees. But those are also the opportunities. Those, those are the windows that are opening up for you. And, you know, you can't experience change unless you're committed to changing yourself. So it doesn't matter how many books you read. It doesn't matter how many live shows you attend. If it's one thing that I'm very consistent in the message in my lives is that engagement is great. Showing up to the lives is wonderful. But then what? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Then what? How can I show up, your question, as my highest self exactly. in my life? Yeah. You know, if you're constantly yelling at your kids and putting down your husband, but then you're saying, oh, but when I meditate, I'm in bliss, there's yeah. a real disconnect. Well, that's when personal development and spirituality becomes escapism. Exactly. Just escapism. Exactly. And it's, a, it's a coping mechanism. It doesn't do you any good other than to give you the 15 minutes of peace that you were looking for. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really actively making this a part of your life and expanding your life, expanding your heart center. Yeah. It's expanding your heart center. It's not just a head thing. It's a heart thing. And the heart leads. And when you really start to incorporate this in all areas of your life, then the essence of who you are expands in the greatest, greatest way. And you are touching lives in the greatest way simply by living by example. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Somebody came to one of my live uh, Terea meditation sessions last week and was saying, well, this week I was really working on loving people more. And as she spoke, what I heard was there wasn't any room for her in that. There wasn't any, she wasn't loving herself. Yeah. And, 
And I said, well, well, what about you? Where are you in this mix? And well, I, you know, so I'm focusing on others. And I think that she was forgetting that if she loved herself and if she really loved herself, and, and I don't mean that from an ego place, but appreciating, being gentle with yourself, having that real tender tenderness towards yourself, yes. and that automatically translates out to, to everyone around you. Oh, for sure. For sure. And let me tell you, that's a big lesson as a mom too, isn't it? <sighs> yes. uh, and I, and, you know, this is why women my age, I think, um, resonate with my message and that, you know, you can't, and we all know this. I'm not, I'm not saying anything that people don't already know. Unless you take care of yourself first, you're not going to have the energy to take care of everybody else in your highest self mode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? mm -hmm. so, and, that, and that's probably the toughest lesson for moms, um, which is why probably I capture them when they're on Facebook, when they're disconnected, <laughs> when, they're, mm -hmm. when they're looking for that downtime. They're just looking to tune out. And I'm sort of organically entering and just kind of helping them tune back in. Exactly. That's what I was. That's what I was going to say. Is you're really helping them tune in. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think makes One Wise Life different than any other digital magazine on the internet? So, well, for one thing, um, the coaches that are there are all heart-centered coaches. The and you're one of them too. Um, I take the time to talk to the coaches that write for One Wise Life. I take the time to get to know them, to get to know their work, see what they're up to. And if it's one natural talent I've tapped into is that I'm really great. I'm a great supporter. Not only am I a great entrepreneur, I'm also a great supporter. I'm a great person supporting others in the work that they're doing. I don't believe that I am the one person who knows it all and can be it all and can answer it all. <laughs> Not by no, any You're a great cheerleader. Um, but I am a huge cheerleader, and I love supporting people that are doing great work. I love empowering people that are doing great work. Um, and I, someone told me many, many years ago that I was a connector, and I, that's so true. I've been doing that all my life. You know, somebody will call me, and we'll just have a natural converse conversation. They're telling me, telling me what they're up to, and I think it's amazing. And I'm like, you need to meet so-and-so. And I put them together. And I, li I have literally been doing this since my teens, I think. Uh, and I see, and I love watching people take off. I, I don't have this ego that requires me to have to be big with you. Um, I love watching people take off. I love watching them do their thing. Um, I love supporting entrepreneurs. As you know, I also do something separately. Um, where I do help those entrepreneurs and there's no greater joy than to see them take off. Um, I, I love that. And so that's what one wise life does. And it's organic in that those coaches are not just any coach. I believe strongly in building relationships. I believe strongly in empowering those that are doing great work. So the information that you're getting on onewiselife.com are the people that resonate with me. They're the coaches, the teachers, the healers, the, the masters, the authors who I have come to learn, who I've, I've come to know, I've come to like, I've come to trust. And I love empowering them. I love helping them grow as well. That is where that information lies is on that one website. There's no purchased content. All the content is there. Um, you know this. One of the things that I require is that the, it's not this salesy place. It's a place where you are genuinely giving back the things that you share with your own clients. Um, and I, you know, I believe in repetition, repetition, repetition. <laughs> Uh, you know, sometimes you need to hear it seven times before it finally clicks. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so it's an extension, you know, Facebook and OneWiseLife.com 
they work together. One is the community, one is the information, the library of information. So there's always a place to go to so that you can find what you're looking for. And yes. when you're ready to take it that next step further, I feel really good about saying, go call Lori, go call Harvey, go call Gina, you know, go mm -hmm. call Lori, go call them. I feel really great sharing that information and knowing that when they're ready to take that next step, they can, and they can get a flavor and a taste of who you are by one, how I promote you two, how you present yourself in the articles. And the more you show up, the more they get a taste of what it is. And it feels good for them to take the next step, knowing that you come from this community that we've started over there on one wise life. You create the bridge really for people to be able to take the next step. And gosh, I want them to, uh, you know, coaches, I think coaches are here to change the world. I really, really do. They're the ones that help you understand change. They're the ones that will help you stay committed to change. They're the ones that will help you stay accountable. When you invest in a coach, you're investing in yourself in the greatest good kind of way. Um, this was it last weekend, two weekends ago. Well, I was in California for the growth conference and I heard Harvey McKay talk and he was talking about how he has a coach for scheduling to learn how to manage day to day. He has a coach uh, for tennis. He has a coach for health. He has a coach for <laughs> people. He's like, you know, why do you spend so much money on coaches? He says, I've never spent a dime on coaches. I've invested heavily in myself and this is why I am where I am today. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Um, coaches are amazing. They're amazing. And I think, you know, there's a reason why this industry is taking off and it's taking off because people are getting results and people are hungry for more. So for the coaches in our audience, what could they learn about using social media to support their clients? Oh, this is really gosh. the bottom line. Oh, I love that question, Laurie. Thank you for asking. Um, one of the greatest things that I think social media can do Again, social media is not going away. It is a part of your life. People mm -hmm. check it every single day. As much as you might badmouth it or hate it or yeah, whatever. No, people are on it. And I'm on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm totally on it. I fully admit it. Open my hand up. Yes, I'm on it all the time. But I also use social media to manage my feed for the things that I'm looking at. I don't go on it to, um, you know, to, to look at gossip. I don't go on it to... Uh, compare myself to anything. My news feed is structured in a way so that it feeds and nourishes my soul. So when I'm checking social media, I'm getting information that I love. And when I find coaches that utilize social media in that way, amazing. Um, there's a coach who actually has written for One Wise Life um, twice before. Her name is Wendy Marone. Um, I love her work, and she actually uses social media with her clients. And she gives them what to do. And she says, stay engaged, watch the live, go to Facebook and like three things that you think that I'm posting on my Facebook page that resonate with you. And, and why, you know, why did this touch your heart? Why does this, mm -hmm. why does this um, make a, you know, why is this a trigger for you? And so she uses social media to do it that, to do that that way. So she forces them to like her page. She forces them to go to her page, <laughs> go to, but she's constantly feeding that information in another way. So we are, you don't just have this appointment with the coach and then you're off on your own. If you develop your page and your community as a coach, you're constantly giving value. You're constantly giving um, support. You're constantly creating community 
with your clients. And they, when you ask them to be a part of that community, they're constantly being nourished with what you're giving. You're constantly providing value and content for them that keeps them engaged, that allows them to keep going above and beyond the appointment they had with you. It allows them to achieve success because if they're going to be on social media anyway, then they might as well be getting that information that you are reinforcing through Facebook. And that act of liking whatever that post may be or that, that uh, input, that insight, and you, you're, you're taking it one step further because you're taking action. It's a simple action by clicking it, by yeah. then re- reflecting on, well, why, why do I like this? What is it that has meaning for me here? Sure. You're integrating that new learning into Absolutely. your body. Yeah. And if they choose to share it and then their friends ask about it, well, then they have the opportunity to teach what they've just learned. And exactly. how far do you just start to really incorporate all the things that you're learning in your personal development with your coach than by actively liking, sharing, and teaching it yourself? Um, it's an amazing opportunity the way you can use Facebook um, with your coaching, with whatever it is that you're doing. You're creating community. Um, and not only that, when you're sharing your voice as a coach, when you're sharing your specialty, sharing what you're teaching, you organically also are bringing the people to you. Not every coach belongs with everybody and not everybody belongs with every coach. But the more you share of yourself as a coach and the valuable things that you share, then the more you're going to organically bring the tribe together for you where whether they choose to sign up with you or not, you're offering the information that's helping them, period. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no harm in that. There is no harm in that. And if the next step is that they want to work with you, no harm in that. You organically are bringing in the right client for you because they resonate with your message and the way you deliver it. So beautiful, Maria. You are indeed changing the world. Thank you. As are you. As are you, my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As are you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, tell us how people can find you. Well, you can find me on One Wise Life at One Wise Life. You will recognize the big owl there on my Facebook page. That's where all the action happens. That's where you catch my live shows at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, It's where I share the information from the coaches as well on that Facebook page. So if you're on Facebook, engage in the things that help you. If, if it's not One Wise Life, find a coach or a page that, that nourishes your soul. So I encourage everybody to do that. Um, and then the other place you can find me is uh, onewiselife.com. Um, and that is the digital magazine. And you can find all the latest articles right there on the front cover, or you can use the search bar, type in any topic, and you will get a, a library of information on the things that you're looking for. Mm. Thank you, Maria. That This has just been a, a warm, heartwarming kind of conversation that I think takes people into the depth of what's possible for them. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so honored that we spent this time together. Me as well. Me as well. And thank you, listeners, for joining me today on Wisdom Talk Radio. For more stimulating conversation like this one and provocative wisdom, designed to illuminate your life journey. Subscribe today to Wisdom Talk Radio on iTunes or whatever your favorite podcast platform may be. See you next time. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or 
at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.